0: Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today, the leader we will be tomorrow.
1: Hey friends, welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin, and I'm hanging out today with my friend, KC. KC, if you didn't know, stands for Caitlin Caffrey. <laughs> okay, so I, I I've never actually called her that. I just wanted to see what she would do when I said that. And I want to see if it'll catch on. So I don't know. Oh, Does anyone else call you that?
0: So, funny enough, I wanted to be called that when I was in school, yeah. but everyone just called me by my last name. Everyone just called me Caffrey, except for one of my friend's dads who called me KFC.
1: Oh, gosh. Wait. wait.
0: Yeah, one of my friend's KFC? dads called me KFC. Now, my middle initial is not an f but he was just being henri
1: That's awesome.
0: <laughs> so... He and he alone called me KFC.
1: Yeah, we don't want that to stick, but but we do want K. Yeah, KC. What's up, KC? See, it just sounds. I like it. So anyway, KC
0: on the mic. um, I'm here.
1: Yeah, see. Oh my gosh, you could be a DJ. Okay, so I mean, youth pastors listening that talk to Caitlin a lot. Now you know that it's KC. That's what she goes by. And then you know, if you are at the Northwest Campus where she serves, from now on, it's KC. Obviously.
0: I won't respond to anything else.
1: And you shouldn't, okay? (laughs) We've clarified you shouldn't. So today's going to be a fun conversation. This is what we know. The leaders that are listening right now on a week where Switch is not happening in real life are the most dedicated leaders in the history of dedicated leaders. Come on. Okay, you're the best of the best, the cream of the crop. I mean, the ones that everybody's like, I need more of that. Like, I need more of them at my campus. And so we today are having a conversation specifically for you, specifically for the leaders who, if I mean, if we were honest, we'd go, hey, there are some people who are maybe a little bit more bought in than other people. Like, Mm -hmm. not everybody is at the same level of buy in. And that is just the truth about almost everything, right? Like not everybody yep. is at the same. We could, we could actually say similarly, that's the truth about our faith, right? So like mm. there's not everybody is at the same level. And that is the case for switch leaders too. And there are some that are just so bought in. There's yep. one quote that I remember hearing that said, it makes sense to go all out when you're all in. And that is this type of leader. They go all out. They're completely invested because they're all in. And so today, Caitlin and I are going to have a conversation about maybe some of the challenges that come with being that leader that's all in. And also many of the opportunities that come with being that leader that's all in. So Caitlin, I'd love for you to kind of begin, set up this conversation. And then we're just going to kind of, you know, we'll just see where it goes. That's Mm -hmm. not how this works. We have a plan, but Let's just say we're winging it.
0: Okay, that'll Great. that'll make this all sound really cool when it comes. Yeah, out we're right. literally
1: making this up on the fly. That's yeah, how because totally we're just smart.
0: Yep. Anyways, as I look at my outline, um, <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> actually start off by piggybacking on what Josh said and just saying thank you for being so incredibly dedicated. To reaching the next generation, to the move of God that is taking place in the next generation and wanting to be part of that and wanting to disciple students and wanting to lead them closer to Jesus because you just get it. Like Jesus has changed your life and you want to watch him do that in the lives of other people. That is special. And when you've experienced that and when you are that kind of leader that is just so bought in, like Josh was talking about that is contagious. And that's why we want more leaders like you on all of our campuses, because when we cultivate the right things, which is a lot of what this episode is going to be about, about channeling that passion and dedication to cultivate three big things. And when we cultivate those three big things, our influence on our campuses and in the lives of our students and in our communities and honestly in families for generation to come is going to be exponential. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today, Josh. When we recognize that we are a leader that is dedicated, that is bought in and that is going all out, what does it look like to own our development and seize the opportunity to cultivate some really special things that have the opportunity to impact our team, our campus, our students, and families for generations to come. And those three things that we have the opportunity to cultivate if we find ourselves three, in this space.
1: Three things that KC is making up on the fly right now, uh, right? Is that
0: are <laughs> no they, way planned? No, dear. <laughs> I feel like a lack of integrity saying that. All right. (laughs) Those three things are humility, empathy, and influence. We're going to cultivate humility, empathy, and our influence. And those things kind of all trickle into one another or build up to the, the, the influence piece that we'll talk about at the end. But Josh, before we get there, I kind of just wanted to take a few minutes and just talk about the what happens if we aren't intentional about cultivating those three things. Like what happens if you just take the raw passion and excitement mm-hmm. and you don't develop it, like you don't turn it into or focus it on something. I think what has the potential to happen is that, If we aren't intentional about cultivating humility, empathy, and influence, we will unintentionally cultivate pride, bitterness, and a comparison mentality. So good. And that's not the kind of people that we want to be. But if I'm being completely honest with you, Josh, like I am someone who gets really amped and really excited about stuff, especially stuff that I really care about. Like stuff that is super important to me. And so it is not uncommon for me to go all freaking out on things. But then to turn around and in my reflection on the thing that just happened to get bitter and upset because I felt like I was the only one who cared. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like to just like let bitterness fester in my heart and be like, wait a second. Are you kidding me? Am I the only one who cares about this? Am I the only one who gets how important this is? Am I the only one who sees what's happening here or the potential that exists in this space? And that bitterness makes me actually ineffective and uninfluential in the way that I so desire to be. And so something that God has been working on in my heart and in my life is helping me to intentionally cultivate that humility, and that empathy, which leads to the influence that I actually want in the spaces that I care about the most.
1: Right. Man, that, that's so good. I, I look at each one of these and, and think about the, the tension that you described. It's truly just the, it's the opposite. It's just going, hey, the thing that could be the opportunity can, can very quickly become the opposite of what you had hoped it to be, If it's not intentionally developed and I like, I think about empathy and how that could turn into bitterness. I remember when we moved into a new house, our neighbors that were friends of ours, she had talked about these people that live on the corner and she said, you know, she's had some, you know, that they had had some health struggles, the people on the corner had. And she said, I remember a couple of years ago, their grass at their yard started getting really high. And she said, it was just, Mm. it was out of control. And she said a couple of people in the neighborhood had come by and they were kind of complaining about, man, this is just crazy. Like, why won't they mow their yard? It's, it looks terrible. It's getting out of control. And she said, I just decided I'm going to go knock on their door and just ask mm. like, hey, just wanted to check on you guys. I haven't seen you in a while. And she said, so I went and knocked on their door and just said, hey, how are you doing? And found out that the wife was very, very sick. Wow. And so the, the only thing that they had prioritized and margin to focus on in their lives was her to get well. And what they actually desperately needed was for somebody to care enough to just show up and mow the yard. Yeah. And so that's exactly what they did, right? So my friends went over, mowed the yard, took care of the yard, and of course did whatever else that they could for this family. But the truth is, if, if instead of deciding to go, hey, I need to, I need to show some empathy here and see what might be going on, if they hadn't done that, then they would have been like the rest of the neighborhood that just got bitter because Mm -hmm. they didn't have a clue what was happening. And so I think that that can apply to like a million different examples in our lives, almost on a day-to-day basis. Like there's so many, I would say in my drive across Edmond today, I had multiple (laughs) opportunities to think the worst about some people, okay? Because, (laughs) Because truly, right? So there's so many of those but but then you also have to go, ah, I've probably been that person. Like I've probably been there and made that mistake or whatever it was. And so you have to have empathy. That's so important. And the same goes for humility and influence. Like if we're not making sure that we're continuing to develop those, it will turn into something nasty in a hurry.
0: That's so true. And what you just said about I know that I've been that person makes me think of the scripture that We're going to read through as we walk through the rest of this episode. And that scripture is Galatians 6. And we'll cover verses 1 through 5, but I'm going to read 1 through 3 right now. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about cultivating each of these things and how we actually do it. So, Galatians 6, starting in verse 1, says, Dear brothers and sisters, If another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. Now, if you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're Mm. not that important the NLT is just savage in verse three. If you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. And I absolutely love it. So we're going to walk through each of those opportunity spaces we identified, cultivating humility, cultivating empathy, and cultivating influence and how to actually do that. So starting with cultivating humility, how do we actually do that? And honestly, for me, this is one that in the past has seemed really ethereal and difficult because humility is something that is hard to define. But for me, one of the most practical ways that I have worked on cultivating humility is just by doing what I think a humble person would do in any given situation. And usually that looks like serving or encouraging somebody else. So for me, That looks like usually serving or encouraging someone else. Like when I would be tempted to want someone to do something for me or to want someone to say something nice about me, in the moment when that bit of like pride or arrogance comes up, I'm like, okay, pause, TV timeout. What would a humble person do in this situation? Well, I'm pretty sure that they would just do the thing and serve the other person. And I'm pretty sure they would probably just say something nice to them instead. So things that you can do as a leader that are humble. Serve the people around you. Check in on the other leaders who are part of your group. Encourage them. Point out the things that they are great at. Help them process the things that are hard and difficult and just like the verse said at the beginning, don't think of yourself. Maybe you're in a season right now where you are crushing it, and every everything in your group is amazing. Your kids are growing and maturing, and it's wonderful. Everything at home is good. You just feel like your lays are focused, and you are discipling the heck out of out of your kids. That's amazing. But I we can't think of ourselves as better or more important or in any way beyond having a difficult, distracted season of our own. Like maybe someone who is leading alongside of you is having a, like family life is just a mess right now. And they are feeling the weight of that. And they might not be as laser focused as you in this season. But there's not a single one of us who is above or beyond going through a season like that ourselves. So what would a humble person do in that situation? Probably support them, probably encourage them, probably point out the things that they're doing a really great job of and be the person to serve and inspire endurance in that person.
1: One of my favorite pastors, and I mentioned him before, Pastor Timothy Keller, he said in a book, and I'm going to, this is a paraphrase that I'm going to get as close as I can, and you guys can go back and fact check (laughs) me if you'd like. He said, you've never met a truly completely humble person Mm. because a completely humble person would do so in a way that you wouldn't even know to call them humble. Right. So in other words, a truly humble person, a person so full of humility that they are just looking for opportunities to love and to serve and and to do things for others would do so in such a way that your focus would not be on them. Like they would do so in such a way that you wouldn't even know to look at them and think their name because they would just do it in secret or they would do it in a way that you wouldn't know to have your attention on them. Because they truly are a humble person. And the reason I say that is because Caitlin had talked about how the tension or the opposite here would be pride. And I think it's important not to get yourself stuck or caught in that humility pride trap. Because sometimes this over this like, man, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be so full humility. Like I'm going to be the most humble person of all the humble people that (laughs) that have ever been humble. Like you've never met anybody more humble than I'm about to be. Right. Like, so that, Eh. (laughs) because- Because if that that was your posture, you might find yourself start dealing with a little pride because the truth is it's not about you. And and if you find yourself in in that type of posture, you might unintentionally start making it about you. And so the goal here is that truly you are able to posture yourself in a way that you can actually focus entirely on whoever it is in front of you. And shows so much love and humility that you just aren't thinking about what's in it for you. You're only thinking about how can I love and serve this other person?
0: That's good. And I think that that trickles right down into the next thing that we're going to talk about, which is cultivating empathy. So we just talked about cultivating humility and Josh, you're quoting from Tim Keller's Book, The Freedom of Self Forgetfulness. And he's just talking about doing things and not thinking about ourselves so much. Like, if we're being completely honest, we think about ourselves so often. And I was just even reflecting after reading that book on, like, can I think of one action that I've taken that wasn't tied to some personal outcome that I have? Like, can I literally think of one action? That I have right. taken, even in the past couple of days, that wasn't tied to some personal agenda that I have. And I couldn't it's do it. It's
1: challenging. It's challenging. I couldn't yeah. do it. It
0: was, it was awful and horrible yeah. and wonderful at the same time.
1: I, I highly recommend that book, The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. I probably read it four times. You can probably read the whole book in like an hour. It's very yeah. short. And uh, there's a solid chance it could change your life because it can change the way that you look at some things.
0: Right. So we've cultivated some humility. We've, we've embraced that posture of like detaching ourselves from our own personal agenda with everything. And that frees me up to actually start noticing other people like Jesus noticed people. And that's the foundation of empathy. That's what we're talking about. And so how do we cultivate empathy? verse two of Galatians six says, share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. I think it's important to define what the law of Christ is. And in John 13, 34 and 35, Jesus says, hey, a new command I give you, love one another the same way that I have loved you. You must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. So what is the law of Christ? The law of Christ is that we love others the same way that he has loved us. And how did Jesus love us? Man, he stepped into the mess with us. He didn't keep himself separated from the messiness of life, the temptation, the struggle, the suffering. He didn't keep himself separated from that. He stepped into it and he walked with us in the middle of all of that ick. And, and that's what empathy is, is really all about. It's not keeping that level of separation between us and the mess. It's actually stepping into it and doing what we would want someone to do for us in the hardest moments of our lives
1: i think sometimes we over maybe we don't overthink we just think differently about what it was that jesus did like what like what really was it and some people use the the word love a lot right and that's very true like absolutely but but the word empathy actually isn't used a ton like i don't hear people using that a ton to describe what he was actually doing and it, Mm. it might be one of the best words if you had to pick a single word to describe what he was accomplishing and the example he was setting. it Truly, it was just, hey, I realize that for you to believe me that I genuinely care, I'm going to have to walk in your shoes. Yeah. And so I'm about to do it. I'm going to show up and I'm going to walk in your shoes. And it's so hard to actually walk in someone else's shoes because you can't actually live their life the way that theirs is being lived or go through all the same problems they're going through. But you can walk next to them. And, And the greatest show of empathy that you could do is like I was saying my friend did, which is instead of going, hey, what is wrong with you people? Mow your yard. You're making our neighborhood look terrible. It's to knock on the door and assume that if sometimes my life feels like it's falling apart and I don't have time to mow the grass there's a solid chance something's going on in yours too. And so I might just need to assume that it is time for me to show some empathy and love and walk alongside somebody.
0: It's good. So if we find ourselves in a spot where we have a lot of passion, we have a lot of excitement, we have a lot of energy, we are bought in and we are going all in, we are going to take the opportunity that that energy provides us and we are going to cultivate humility and we're going to cultivate empathy. And cultivating both of those things is actually going to lead us to cultivate our influence. Verses four and five of Galatians six say this, pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for each responsible for our own conduct. That's convicting to me as well. We're going to cultivate our influence. How? Well, here's what's interesting is we're actually free to influence others when we're no longer comparing ourselves to others. Mm, Like we're actually free to influence others when we're no longer comparing ourselves to others. And we are most influential when we are both empathetic and humble. (laughs) That's just another way of saying the same thing that we've been saying throughout this episode, Josh, of We have to detach ourselves from the need to prove ourselves, the need to be seen in a certain light, the need to accomplish our own personal agenda in a given situation. We got to detach ourselves from that. And that's when we're actually free to be an influence on others in a way that is just so beautiful. And so then the kind of influence that we often think of because it's the influence of this world like it's the influence that people vie for in our world today but the kind of influence that's available to us is actually so much more subtle and (laughs) self-forgetful like we've been talking about than any of that so how do you cultivate influence I think you start by cultivating the other two things we talked about we cultivate humility and empathy Because we are most influential when we're empathetic and humble.
1: It's also interesting because you could still influence without the other two, but your influence will likely be self-motivated. Like if if the other two aren't aligned, if those other two aren't healthy, then you're, I mean, you could absolutely still influence some people. We watch people do it all the time in a wildly unhealthy manner, right? So So like we've seen so much influence, influence in itself isn't necessarily a good thing. It's not like if like in every scenario, you just go, yeah, they have great influence. They have so much influence. Listen, I know some people that have a lot of influence that should not. Okay, so that's 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 not in and of itself a win. The win is that those other two things are very healthy and in line and where they should be so that your influence isn't about you. And instead, you're able to channel that influence to go, hey, I'm not influencing you out of a manner of comparison. But instead, right. I'm influencing you out of a manner of care and being able to go, hey, you are who you are and I am who I am and we're different people and that's fine. And yeah. so I think maybe we can help each other be better. And that's a healthy posture that's it's really, great. really important.
0: As we're closing, I think the, that what we're talking about today is the difference between our level of dedication being a gift and being a burden. What do I mean by that? I mean, when I was not operating with my level of dedication or all inness, submitted to humility and empathy and cultivating the right kind of influence, then my level of dedication felt like a burden that I had to bear. It felt like this really heavy thing, and I felt isolated, and I felt alone. I felt like people didn't get it. People didn't see me. People didn't care, but that was not the reality of the situation. That was the reality that I could perceive because I was looking through a lens of arrogance and bitterness and comparison. And that was icky and unfun. And I don't want anyone to be in that space because it sucks. And what is the game changer and what was the game changer for me is when that dedication, when that passion, when that bought inness gets submitted to Christ, when that comes under the authority of Christ, and we start practicing humility and compassion slash empathy, and then we start cultivating the right kind of influence that, that, influence like Jesus where he just walked with people and freaking changed their lives in a conversation because of how humble and compassionate he was. Like That's the kind of influence I want to have. And that's when my level of caring becomes a gift that I get to give to the world and experience myself instead of a burden that I have to bear all alone.
1: Right. So good. Hey, thank you all so much for joining us on this episode. Thanks for being the best of the best, the cream of the crop. It is so, so important that we have people like you leading the way. You're influencing people around you. You're making Switch better in every way. And you're yes. showing other leaders the example of what could be in the leader that they could be. So keep doing it. We love you guys. And as always, thanks for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.